Today I welcome Marie Cré. She's working in Basel and uh, she's our guest here um, in the WAVE conference, which we have this week. And tomorrow she will present a lecture on wave splitting for time-dependent scattering. And so I thought it would be a nice idea to talk with her about wave splitting as a phenomenon and maybe the wave splitting together with uh, the phenomenon of scattering is really an interesting thing. So maybe a first question would be, uh, what is wave splitting? So how is the physics behind that? So what I mean with wave splitting, um, it's a pro the problem behind that is uh, like if you hear an orchestra, so for instance you have several instruments of music, And uh, when you li listen to them, you hear everything, the whole orchestra, the, the, every um, instrument playing together. And what I was trying to say with wave splitting is to um, get just one of them, just to to uh, how to say that, to remove one of the instrument and just to hear its contribution without uh, the rest of them. So it's just one frequency or just all the frequencies which belong to one instrument? Yeah, I, I don't work with frequency spectrum. So actually I try to have all the frequency of this instrument. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, usually they try to, they, they have the information on the kind of uh, spectrum, frequency spectrum this instrument has. So in my method, what I'm trying to do is to, to avoid any of this a priori information. And um, I tried to recover just this, this, this instrument, knowing its location in the orchestra. So it's another point of view. But this is what I mean with, or if you have several people talking together, you're here, you have in the corridor, in the realm, uh, you hear, uh, and you want just to focus on one person picking on one subject. But th this is the idea, just to, to remove everything around and just get what one person is saying or what, uh, one instrument is playing. Okay. This is what I mean with wave splitting. Wave splitting. Yeah. Yes, and elderly people will agree that uh, if they have a hearing aid, sometimes this is not really easy to do. Yeah, so I already had some compliments on my method because they were impressed. Uh, but okay, I'm not sure. So it's not advanced enough to, to apply that for elderly people, but it's the kind of thing yeah, we can think as an application. Yes. And what is the mathematical problem behind it? Or maybe we start, what are the kind of equations you will have as a model for that? Actually, I, I uh, in my PhD, I used to work a lot about absorbing boundary conditions, and everything starts with that. Mm -hmm. So, um, the idea, uh, so the, the, the phenomenon I, uh, I'm considering is an acoustics phenomenon. That means I work with wave equation, time-dependent wave equation. And uh, when I considered a point source or people, a person speaking or something, I, I just see that like an outgoing wave. So this wave will just come from the people speaking and go to the infinity. And when, numerically, when we have to model such an outgoing wave, we use absorbing boundary condition on the artificial boundary we have to set because with a computer you can't just model an infinite uh, domain. And I just discovered, working with, that, with those absorbing boundary conditions, I discovered it's a, 
they are like filter for that means an algorithm wave will just go through like a transparent uh, border but if you have another uh, incidence angle uh, you will have some reflection from this wave because the absorbing border condition really is a matter of angles also and um, I decided to, to, to consider this kind of filter, so I know my, my colleagues are, doesn't really agree with this term of filter, but, uh, because it's, uh, but I, I use this information to know which signal comes from which direction, because it's a matter of angles and of distance. Mm-hmm. And behind that, so the equation I have to solve is a very a 1D equation, which is with a time derivative and tangential derivative, and so it looks when we write it on the paper, it looks very simple, but behind to solve this equation, it was another matter. <laughs> so. Yes. So the one-dimensionality just refers to the space dimension because you also have the second variable as time. Um, no, actually, the, all the simulations are done in in two dimensions. So it's special, the two special dimensions. Mm-hmm. And then the third dimension will be time. But uh, as I work with measurement on a boundary, the boundary is one-dimensional. Yeah. And this is, yeah. So That's true, yes. Because it's just um, kind of a wall or a surface which you put yeah, as a boundary. Mm-hmm. Where the microphone are located, it's just mm. like a line. And uh, that's what it's a bit difficult sometimes to understand what I do because uh, all the simulations I, I, I present are in 1D because I just displayed this, what's happened on this line. But the two simulations at the beginning are in 2D. So, yeah, just, uh, we, we work on the sub-manifold of our domain. Yes. But um, to prescribe the equation on this uh, sub-manifold is also a mathematical problem already, yeah. yes? Yeah, because the absorbing boundary condition, actually, uh, you have a time derivative, a normal derivative, and some other terms. And the normal derivative, you can't integrate it because you are on a, on a sub-manifold, which just, uh, which, yeah, maybe you have the tangential term, but not the normal one. And you have to rewrite it in this domain is this computational domain to uh, to integrate the equation and that's one difficulty mm. and um, even if it's just a one-dimensional manifold probably there are not so many cases where you have an analytical solution yeah no uh, yeah i just work numerically yeah, yeah so there's yeah. no other chance than to do it numerically and um, what is then the choice? Do you use boundary integral methods or um, do you really use um, methods which solve your partial inter- um, differential equation on this boundary? Um, so, uh, I'm not sure I get uh, exactly what you what you ask. <laughs> so what is the numerical scheme you prefer for your kind of equations? Okay, so uh, to integrate it, uh, I used uh, in time with Crank Nicholson, so a semi-implicit uh, scheme. And for the the space, uh, it was just a tangential parameter. I had an unwinding scheme because of the characteristic of the equation, because I had to consider this. So it's an, an, an hyperbolic equation, and I had to consider the characteristic, and I see that a centered scheme won't work. And I have some unwinding scheme in, in space. So you take into account in which direction your wave yeah. moves um, in the numerical scheme? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yes, but the idea then is that you just um, 
have kind of instead of your differential operators, you replace them with the right sort of difference operators. Because this was my question, uh, what mm -hmm. kind of uh, numerical scheme you should use. Okay. And of course, yes, it's clear that with the wave equation, you have to have a stabilization. And for example, with upwind methods, you have that. Yeah, I'm not sure it was about that, but yeah, it's really what I observe with my, uh, with the characteristics of the equation, because it's the solution, the, the equation then, what I solved is not the wave equation. The wave equation is just to have some data yeah, yeah. on the microphone. And then it's another kind, it's another, yeah, 1D hyperbolic equation, and mm. this one. Uh, yes, because in a way you are using, um, your, interested in the opposite direction, yes, because you think that the wave equation produces uh, data which uh, reach your boundary and then you measure on your boundary and you want to guess what was the reason for that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. the opposite way. <clears throat> and um, how have I to imagine that? Is this really a computation which takes, which takes a lot of time and um, uh, very fancy computers or is this kind of an cheap numerical scheme the integration so the the fact of pleating is very fast mm -hmm. i'm i do that with matlab it's just a matter of some minutes um so still yeah it's not real time but uh, some minutes but all the the simulation before for the wave equation to get the data because i don't have access to real data for instance mm. just, uh, for the moment i will just work with my simulated data uh the, those one are very very long because i tried to to simulate them with a very fine mesh uh, very small time step and i'm working with finite different elements there but um But just the splitting part is quite quick and cheap. Yeah. And of course, the idea would be if you have data kind of measured um, for certain situations, then uh, you could just use them and your scheme to split the waves from that data. Yeah, that would be, that the would idea. be really easy. Okay. Yes. What was the situation when you started to work on that? Uh, what was known and why were you uh, interested in them? Um, in getting to know more. So what was the main question behind your research topic? Um, the, 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 the start was with the track method. So the, the method I work on uh, during my PhD thesis, I developed this method for one scattered and I wanted to extend it to two scattered. And then I, I had to impose a specific absorbing boundary condition there once more, just reworking on that. Uh, and then I discovered that to, to be able to extend this method to two scatterers, I had to know what uh, the contribution of each scatterer. And that's why I decided to split the wave because the, each contribution is actually to, to split the, the wave uh, into the, and the signal coming from one and scatter and the signal coming from the other one scatterer. Uh, it's, it's how it started. And then I, I tried to see what already exists uh, on that. And also what I could apply to my methods because I, I some some methods are maybe too far away to be easily combined. Uh, and I saw the works of two of other speakers who are speaking about that tomorrow also after my lectures. Uh, and they both work uh, on time harmonic domain, so not really in time dependent directly. And 
they are working also with integral boundary conditions mm. so something more uh, and I'm working more with local uh, boundary conditions and here also we have some differences and they need to know uh, information so not not, not so all of them but sometimes you need to know uh, information on the wall boundary so in the complete circle let's say and I try to work on the only partial um, Uh, boundary as uh, so partial aperture of data and so so I, I think the, the the easier to to combine that with my method was to 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 develop something which use the same tools just to be adapted <laughs> yes yes and also um, if you have just the necessity of uh, local data then um It's of course more open for all kinds of numerical application, which kind of, um, you know, because if you have, um, have to stick to knowing the representation on the whole boundary, this is always known only for some special cases in the end. Of course, if you know it, it's, it's really a very, very strong tool. And also from analyzing your errors and everything, you are on safe ground. But with the local things, probably it's more adaptable to different applications, at least in my my opinion. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm not completely <laughs> sure of that, but yeah. Yeah. And where do you want to go from here? So having um, the possibility to um, split your waves and, and to develop an idea to make kind of a positioning of, of um, the source of your noise or whatever the wave is sending out? The, the first application I had in mind was in medical imaging. So the idea is to detect one or several tumors, for instance, mm. in the body. So, okay, I, uh, I know there is more complicated things in the body, but let's say we have several small tumors in the body and we want to see each of them and not just to say we have some tumors in the whole area here. And the first method I developed, the track method, is already detect that. And after that, we have to, to, to work with another inverse problem techniques, for instance. I also had another paper in collaboration with a colleague in, of Paris. And uh, the idea was first to locate uh, as precisely as possible uh, the, um, uh, where the location of the tumor, let's say, And then to perform an inverse problem techniques and to get the whole information about this um, this tumor. Mm -hmm. And then was a was a question: What happens when we have several tumors? And are we able to detect them separately to know exactly where we have to to heal? Um, and then the first thing was then the first thing was to do the track method with both scatterers to to be able to to extend this method with that. And then from the reconstruction, from the, this, the splitting of the wave, to be able to uh, to apply some inverse problems techniques and then to recover the whole information of the tumor, but separately, without to be disturbed from the, the, the other ones just in the uh, side. Mm. Yeah, that sounds quite promising if you are able to do that. Yeah, if I'm able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, um, you were already talking about doing your PhD on um, on wave phenomena, uh, but before that, you will probably have um, studied 
mm-hmm. um, some kind of mathematics. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your way um, t- um, through studying some kinds of mathematics to deciding for a PhD and just being fascinated by some topic where you wanted to spend three years? So I was first uh, very interested in teaching mathematics. And um, when I studied, so after, so, uh, um, so in French, you have this kind of class preparatoire. So it's not really, the university is like a, another, yeah, another preparation for engineering school. And then uh, I also discovered numeric, numeric thing, things. And it was, I was very like modeling and simulations and what so fascinating and I said yeah I'd like to see a bit more about that so I I, I go on in my studying to do it with the with the idea I want to be a teacher and after a while so I was in bachelor I guess I, I met one professor and we were speaking about uh, the future and everything I say yeah you want to you want to be a teacher but I'm sure at the end of the year you want to be a research a researcher so to do research And actually, yeah, after the year, I just decided, yeah, I love too much numeric. I want to to go on. So I made my master. Uh, I completely dropped the idea of to be a teacher. And uh, I see also, I saw also this uh, announcement to, to do this master um, thesis with uh, Frédéric in Paris. That was very interesting. Uh, and then I... The master of thesis really uh, worked well, and we decided to go on with a PhD. And then I was in. Yeah, you also field. changed the universities between that, yes. Yeah, I changed a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I studied in Strasbourg for the for the bachelor, and then for the master, I was already in in the Paris in in the area of Paris, uh, in Orsay, so also known as Paris Sud or Paris Eleven. And this was for a personal point of view that I moved to to the area of Paris. And then for the PhD, it was just because I saw the announcement and I just applied, and it was you know, so interesting with my profile. And mm. so, yeah. so it was just some chance, some lucky things that I just arrived in Paris and met Frederic. And the the collaboration was very great with him. So. I really enjoy work, working with him. I still work with him. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, yeah. I uh, really discovered this. It was very... Uh, when I discovered numeric and simulations, it was really like a declick. I wanted to, to go really, to, to see what I can do with that. Yes. And now you change to Basel, which is kind of a small group of mathematicians. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. With respect to Paris, yeah, it was yeah. a really big difference. But I like it. I like where I am now. So um, that's different, but I like to be there. Mm-hmm. So then maybe that's a good moment to stop our conversation for today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much that you took uh, your time. Yeah, no, uh, thank you uh, for the invitation and for the, this discussion. <laughs> yes. And maybe we um, can follow up on that uh, meeting in Basel and seeing what you were up to mm-hmm. after this talk. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>